Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Andrea Paulton. Andrea is a marketing expert, trainer, consultant, and host of the Marketing Guide to Grow Your Business podcast. She teaches service-based business owners how to develop marketing strategies that grow their businesses so they can get new clients consistently. After 18 years, she quit her lucrative executive corporate marketing career to help people go after their dreams and be their own boss of a successful business. Andrea, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Morgan. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a very interesting background. I know you are an immigrant. Can you walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now? Yeah. So it's funny because in hindsight, it totally led to my background, what I'm doing now. But when I was doing it, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> so I'm from Germany and I moved to the United States with my family when I was really young. I was a teenager and um, my parents couldn't speak English very well. My brother couldn't speak English. I obviously couldn't because I was still a teenager. But because I was young, I was able to learn it fast. So what happened was I ended up teaching my family English, ended up coaching my family on how to go to a grocery store. And I ended up being this teacher and trainer and coach without even really realizing that's what I was doing. Um, yeah. And so coming here, I went to ESL classes, English as a second language, and I got bullied quite a bit. It was really hard at the beginning, which again leads me into being a better speaker. Because today, I don't care if you say something bad about me, because I've already been bullied. I've already been through that. I'm over that stuff. So I'm very fearless. I just go out and hit it because I've been there, worked through it, done it. And so it's funny, like a lot of times when you talk to entrepreneurs and professionals, you know, a lot of the stuff that happened in their childhood, little things here and there is actually the reason now that they have a business and they are the CEOs, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and then the marketing part. <laughs> so I went to school at the University of Colorado at Boulder and I went to school for journalism. So I was very much, again, lots of TV, lots of radio, that type of stuff in communications, but marketing wasn't part of it. And I ended up working for the Columbine shooting. That was one of the oh, wow. big, bad um, first school shootings. 
and I hated journalism. And so I ended up working. Um, my first marketing job was the company next door. We shared a kitchen and the CEO asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, you know, I don't like journalism. And he's like, Hey, come on over. I'll teach you marketing. And to this name, wow. to this day, his name is Joe Pazillo. I'm friends with him on LinkedIn only, wow. but I talk about him all the time because he gave me the chance. He totally took a chance on me. I had no clue what I was doing. Taught me marketing. And I went from a little tiny marketing coordinator to a chief marketing officer, worked my way up and just became a marketer. And now that's my career and that's my own business as well. Yeah, I love that. The adversity in the beginning. I totally agree with you. I feel like anyone who's involved in business, whether it be offline or online, anyone who is actively, whether full-time or on the side, trying to build something of their own, I feel like has, it's not easy, right? It's definitely not easy. And it's not something you can just kind of um, lackadaisically just do. I feel like everyone has had some form of adversity that they've overcome in the past that helps equip them to handle that challenge. I really like what you mentioned about meeting essentially your mentor. Um, I feel it's happened to me, you know, in my first sales job, I feel like everyone who's really passionate that I've met in this online business world, entrepreneurship world, has had some mentor who has kind of taken them to the side under their wing and kind of given them a shot, given them an opportunity. I wanted to ask just about that time, the things you were going through um, when learning from him and in that first role and as you ascended, like what were some of those key building blocks that you learned and developed your skill set? Yeah. So my key building blocks are actually have nothing to do with marketing. It's all about how you learn and how you implement new things. So I learned because it was a scrappy startup. So we didn't have a lot of budget, not a lot of money. So I learned, you know, putting stickers on cars and just getting out there and trying and testing and doing. And that's the most important thing as a marketer, where you don't just take somebody else's process and implement it yourself because every individual is different. Every company is different. Every target audience is different. And your know-how is different. So you need to be able to pivot and move and test and do that over and over again. And that's what I was able to learn in my very first job because we didn't have much money. And, you know, the guy took me on, but he was kind of like, hey, just do it yourself. And I was like, sure, I'll figure it out. And I just learned and tested and pivoted. And that was really the biggest thing I learned there is just really in sales, marketing, whatever job you have, especially in more of a creative job, you got to do that. I mean, don't do it in accounting. You can't make up new math or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> but in sales and in marketing, you know, you just got to just keep testing what works. And things change so fast in digital marketing that what worked last month might not work this month anyways. Mm -hmm. So you have to stay on top of the latest trends and test them out for your own business. Absolutely. And marketing is one of those disciplines where I feel like the most creative individuals, the people who test and try new things are the ones that reap those rewards. I think, you know, a small part of us, maybe some larger than others, we want that off the shelf, prepackaged, give it to me, let me one, two, three, done. I want it now, next, you know, whatever. And uh, it just, things just don't work like that. And you really have to go out and find not only what works, but what works for you. I'm glad you mentioned kind of trends and 
just things that are working now. I would love to hear just what are some trends you're seeing in marketing in general. And I would also like to know, I'm, I'm impressed by your ability to build an audience and build a list. So um, I'd like some info on that as well, if you can share that too. Yeah, I'll start and end with list building. So one of the trends is what the trend has been for I've been in marketing for 18 years, for 18 years, and it is build your list. Every single time I do a speaking engagement or I do a training, I say that's the most, if you take nothing from this training or from this podcast in this case, and it's from this episode is build your list. If you have a robust list, you have people to sell to at any time of the day, the year. So build your list, build your list, build your list. Okay, that's one, number one. The number two, the trend that has also, you know, it's already been a trend for the last couple of years and it's going to continue to be a trend is video marketing. And I see way too many new businesses, small business owners, especially in the B2B space, they're missing out on video. I just talked to a company the other day and I looked at their website and it's the software, but they're selling their software to professionals. Nowhere on this website was their human. It was all graphics, statistics, and the actual pictures of the software. And I'm like, where's your human? The business doesn't buy this. The human that works at the business buys the software. I need a human using the technology. I need a video testimonial. I need to see fingers playing on a computer. I need some kind of human touch. And the best way to do that is with video because people, don't like to read anymore. That's right. why we listen to podcasts and audible. <laughs> we yeah. like to watch TV. We like to watch up on YouTube. So videos are the most vital things that you can do right now. Whatever you're doing tomorrow, go shoot a video and you can put that on your website, on the homepage, some kind of introduction to who you are, what your business is all about. Gotcha. Oh, other trends. So depending on what kind of business you have, obviously I've been seeing a lot of people have success on TikTok, new school, and LinkedIn old school. So TikTok has been interesting. You know, we know there's a lot of tweens on there and they don't have buying power. So we know that, but there are people that are older out there. So if your audience is people like me, right? Like marketing consultants, social media people, um, anybody that's kind of in the business coaching sphere, they're on there. And if you have some kind of software technology to sell to them, maybe try out TikTok. And then LinkedIn, it's been kind of interesting. I feel like it's making a comeback because all these companies that just did their personal profiles on LinkedIn kind of walked away from it. They're all coming back now and writing articles, posting even ads and that type of thing. So if you're left LinkedIn, it's new now, (laughs) come back, Mm -hmm. Uh, do some work there because um, I just signed two people yesterday to a program that I have going on and they came on LinkedIn and my audience is really not that big on LinkedIn. So it's been really interesting um, how fast you can snatch up customers for your business. Outstanding. And I want to dig into these and I, you know, they kind of all fit together, right? Using them together. So let's say someone is, they understand the importance of list building, at least to the point of, they know they need to do it and they've heard it a lot and they know it's important. And of course, video, they understand the importance of video. They're sold on, you know, doing this stuff, but just kind of don't know how to get started. How do I, you know, there's a ton of different ways to build a list. How should I get started with that? 
how should wow. I deliver value to that list and how should I, you know, can I do that with video kind of, how does that fit together? Yeah. So really what I always teach, just think of three steps, right? When you do sure. lead generation, step one, you need to create awareness. That's the awareness is how they find you and how they become a lead. So they give you the email address. Step one is awareness, how they know more about you and how they can find you. Step two is convert how they can become your lead. So that's when they give, give you their email address. And step three is the close. How do you get to close them? A lot of small businesses, they don't have salespeople, right? So the close is in the hands of the marketer. And if you have salespeople, give them the qualified leads and they're gonna be awesome and they're gonna sell them for you. So let's talk about step one. So step one is the awareness phase, right? So in the awareness phase, that's just for people to find you. So that could be like, you're finding me and Morgan right now on this podcast. This could be a blog. This could be um, your YouTube vlog, your video, um, video um, blog. This could be, if you have an awesome website and you've search engine optimized it, people can find you in a Google search. And this could also be you go into the local car shop and chatting somebody up and telling them about your business. Or you going to conferences and you're a speaker. So there's so many ways. So create awareness, create awareness. And what happens is when people become aware of you, you have to send them somewhere. And do not send them to an old style newsletter sign up. People don't do that anymore. Still have one on your website for those few people that do. But now people expect you to give them something. So that brings me to step two. So step two is the convert part. You need to have them go to a landing page on your website. So a landing page on your website is something that's specific to those people that you sent them there. And on that landing page, you need to give them something. And that's called a lead magnet. You can give them a PDF. So maybe like a PDF checklist of things that they need to be doing for their business or a PDF of if, if you're a cooking coach, then you can do a PDF of recipes or the best resources, anything that you can give or some kind of little ebook, but you need to make sure that you convert them with something awesome that they can get. And then that way they can, they can put in their, their name and their email address and then you convert them. Um, other things that people are doing instead of like downloadable PDFs, you can send them to a webinar. You can send them to some kind of free training or a free video um, that you want them to watch but they have to give you their email address. So now you've converted them, all right? Step one, awareness. Step two, conversion. And now step three is either the close. Um, if you're a marketer, that means you need to close them. You don't have a salesperson on staff, right? And if you're a salesperson, hopefully you can do something with the leads. But either way, between step two and step three becomes the whole warming up the lead. Because at this point, they're cold. They don't really know much about you. Maybe they got a PDF. It came to you for like a week. They have no clue who you are. You need to warm them up. You need to tell them what your brand is all about. The best thing to do is when someone comes to your email list is do a welcome email series. So my welcome email series consists of five emails. I teach my students to do anywhere between four and six emails. The first one, you welcome them and just say, hey, what's up? Here's the PDF that you downloaded or whatever you gave them. The second one is what can they expect from your brand and from your company? What are you going to give them? What's going to be awesome for them to be on your email list and why? 
And then the third email, give them something else. Give them some kind of training, some kind of knowledge, maybe another PDF or some kind of video or course, whatever you have, give them something. Email number four, similar to email number three. And then email number five, you can start introducing them to what you have to sell. Hey, here's a free trial. Hey, wanna check out our new membership. Hey, look at the software. We are looking for the first 10 beta users. Whatever it is, introduce them to it. Don't do hard sell. Then in the last email, that's your hard sell. And these emails, you need to know your audience. You can do them either every day. So in one week, they can get all six emails or you space them out um, every week, every other week. But you make sure that you introduce yourself, you warm them up, they get to know, like, and trust you. The know and the like and the trust is really important. I always tell my students, it's like a date. When you first meet some girl that you wanna ask out and you're like, hey, what's up, let's go to bed. Not yeah. gonna happen. You're probably gonna get a slap yeah. in the face. Yeah. You need to court her a little bit. Yeah, so you need to court her a little bit, just like we do in marketing. We are courting our leads. We're courting them and just keeping them warmed up. And then know your sales cycle, right? I, for example, just closed somebody that had been on my email list for two years. Wow. Two years. They listened. They read. They watched my videos. They they listened to my podcasts. Never bought. Never bought. And I didn't take them off. Cause they were opening emails and the keys mm -hmm. they were clicking through and then all of a sudden bam i had something to sell this week and they bought um so know your sales cycle it could be really short it could be really long and then kind of plan that sales cycle and figure out where your warm-up lead generation is awesome there's a ton yeah. of value in that absolutely i want to speak about you know within the context of let's say b2b sales teams right? Or even just a B2B salesperson, but let's say like a small team. Most prospects are like the one you mentioned, maybe that they haven't, they don't wait that long to buy, but most are not ready to buy right now. They need some sort of warming up process, whether it's through, you know, going to the welcome series, they may need that. And then additional, just lead nurturing. How can a sales team and marketing team, or how can, you know, now it's kind of like all together, how can, how can there be a, a, a good handoff of hey, you know what, these leads that come in that uh, may be interested in some of the content but aren't, aren't ready to buy, you know, what does that handoff look like to when can we pass them off to sales? And when it, can someone comes in kind of like the sales funnel is like more of a sales qualified lead, but then like uh, throughout the sales call and then kind of after and follow up, they kind of fall off, you know, can we put them into like a drip campaign, a email series just to kind of like nurture them? What could that look like between like a marketing and sales function? Yeah. So when I was in corporate, marketing hated sales and sales hated market marketing a lot of times, right? Because yeah. the marketing leads, sales said the marketing leads were never good enough. And then marketing said, well, the sales people don't know how to close my awesome leads. Right. <laughs> so for me, the number one thing, and that's why I like how a lot of companies are putting them in one team together now, is you need to talk to each other. You need right. to have weekly discussions. What are you seeing in marketing and what's the salespeople seeing? And are they truly warm leads by the time they get to sales? Because if sales isn't closing them, yeah, sure, either sales sucks or very likely the leads aren't warmed up. And they need to be more educated and warmed up. So first of all, have those conversations on a regular basis. If you can do a daily scrum between marketing and sales, even better. At the other, at the very minimum, meet once a week and talk about it. 
Then once you have leads that marketing thinks that they're qualified, move them over to sales and watch them closely. So what happens a lot of times in these marketing teams, they'll move them over to sales and then they're done hands off. They forget about them. And then those leads stay with sales or they die with sales. That should never, ever happen. Mm. Sales should look at them in conjunction with marketing and have some kind of time period. Let's try to sell them for a month. Let's example a month. Let's try to sell them for a month. And if nothing happens in that month, let's hand them back to marketing. And like you said, Morgan, then you put them in a drip campaign that maybe starts all over again. Don't Mm -hmm. copy and paste the first emails, have new emails, new information. At this point, this person has been moved from marketing to sales. Sales has touched them. They should know what the pain points are of this person. So whatever pain points are of this person, that needs to be in the marketing drip campaign for them. Um, Every company needs to know their clients' pain points, have them written down, and then there should be drip campaigns for each of those pain points. So that's the most important thing where like ping pong back. And you know what? That marketing lead eventually can maybe go back to sales again, but maybe it'll come back to marketing. If they're not unsubscribing, if they're not flat out telling you, I'm never going to buy, why not keep them in this marketing sales, marketing sales until they self-select and leave? Right. Yeah. One of the big things there, it's not a one-way street, right? It shouldn't just go from marketing to sales and then, you know, buy or die essentially, right? The two groups should be working together. If you're a solo person, right, you should have, you know, the marketing and sales arms of your business working together. If you're a small team, you know, those teams working together or those people working together to like look at the whole life cycle of this lead from sales to marketing back and forth. So yeah, awesome. And one of the big things that this is more on the sales part of it, but I just read a study and I forgot the name of the study, but it said that um, the odds of a lead entering the sales process or becoming qualified are 20 times greater when contacted within five minutes versus 30 minutes. So that's going to be something very important. If marketing gets a lead that's ready to buy, so they like, you know, went on the buy now, or they said, learn more about the software or whatever it is, they need immediately contact it, like autoresponder immediately. And then within five minutes, they need to be flagged into sales as red alert, red alert, call this person if that person was qualified. And I cannot tell you how important that is. Um, as a former chief marketing officer, when I was looking for tools like CRM tools, that type of thing, I would look at five and I would email all five of them at the same time. And guess who I talked to? The first, maybe the second person I called. So it's so yeah. vital when you have software or anything like that, or if you're in, a, in SaaS, try to like, I know it's hard, but within five minutes, get on that call. If that's a qualified person, you don't want to lose them. Absolutely. And I think we can, can definitely see how big that is or how much of it, uh, how important that is with the proliferation of all of this chat technology, right? Whether it be, um, you know, chat bots, right? Automated uh, response software for people who go to a website and want to ask a question or someone who's possibly like sitting and, and managing the chat manually, right? That re- response time is so important for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that's part of the sales cycle, right? So now you've, you know, we talked about 
getting strangers to become visitors, to turn themselves into leads, and then to turn them into customers. The last part is really important too. And I've seen both sales and marketing drop, um, drop the ball at this point where they are not delighting the customers. They're not turning the customers into promoters. And that has to do with the service people that are servicing or software, whatever you have. It does have to do a little bit with sales. Why not have the salesperson that sold whatever you, um, the person bought, have them touch base with them. And it's on marketing because you need to continuously warm up the people, even once they're customers. You're not done as a marketer. You need to continue to delight them and make them happy and give them things. And that's when they come become a promoter because we know now without social proof, so that's reviews and testimonials and the type of thing, we're not going to have a business that's going to make it. Yeah. Everybody right now is relying on Google stars, Yelp stars, software re review websites, um, video testimonials. We all need that because that social proof is so important. So I want to make sure that everybody knows in this marketing um, part that they do not drop the ball again after they become customers. You're not done as a marketer. Delight your customers so they become your number one fans. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like we are hard, you know, hardwired to want new stuff, right? New customers, right? Fresh. Even me, like my thing is cold outreach, new customers, new business. And it's important, but I mean, gosh, it's hard to get a new customer. It is so hard to get a new customer at just about any dollar amount, right? But once they've kind of left over that hurdle and they become a, a current customer, um, it's so much easier to get them to buy again and again from you because building that trust up is so hard in the beginning or not necessarily hard, but it's, that's the most resistance you'll face is that first transaction. Yeah, it really is. And I just launched a brand new digital product and the people that signed up, like 80% of them are people that have worked with me before. They're not new. Wow. They're not new. So that's why, yeah, I, I really agree with you, Morgan. I mean, the, Getting a new person in is so much harder than converting a person as long as a person that's been with you, as long as you've delighted them and you've helped them out and you've given them this awesome value, they're either going to buy from you again or they're going to like refer you to somebody else. So yeah. yeah, it's so important to really make sure that your customers are taken care of. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned a new digital product. I saw that you launched a membership recently. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I'm like super excited about this membership. <laughs> so it's called impact. And the reason it's called impact, because it doesn't just impact your business. It also impacts your clients and it impacts your life. So this membership is the first ever marketing business coaching and mindset membership. There's nothing out there like it right now. Um, so what happens is in this membership in impact, you come on three calls a month, you get a marketing training call, how to scale your business, how to get more leads in the stuff that we've just talked about today. And then you get a business coaching call where we talk about, um, mindset stuff, like what's your timeline, like what's your plan, what's your strategy, um, how can that keep you accountable? 
And then we have this big old community of impact members nice. that are going to be each other's cheerleaders. And we've all been there. We've all struggled so we can help each other out. And then you're with like-minded people. Cause a lot of times, especially when you're a startup, you're a new company, it's hard to find people that are in the same boat as you. And all you want to do is talk about your business, but your wife doesn't want to listen anymore. Your husband, your <laughs> yeah. friends, they're done. My husband has told me many of times, plenty of times to stop talking about my business. Yeah. And so having a membership of like-minded people is just the bomb. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I just launched this week. I'm closing it down. Um, it's only going to be open until next week. And then I'm going to just work on my members and help them out for the next couple of months. And then I'll launch again later this year. And it's just awesome. called Impact. Yeah. And for anyone listening, we're recording this on January 22nd of 2020. So TV frame of reference there for when it will close down and when it will reopen. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good awesome. stuff. Yeah. And it's definitely something that Morgan, you should join us. That <laughs> any new business owner, because if you're interested in learning marketing, I got it. If you're mm -hmm. interested in just business coaching, got that. If your minds, if you need more accountability mindset, I got that. And even marketers, I have a marketer in there and she was like, Should I join? I know marketing. I'm like, well, always learn more. I mean, I'm in marketing memberships and I I'm learning new stuff and I've been doing it for 18 years. Awesome. Outstanding. I love it. How can people get in touch with you if they're interested in the program, if they want to ask you some questions about things you've mentioned today, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm always available to help. So you can get a hold of me on my website is the best place, andreapalton.com. And the impact membership is at andreapalton.com forward slash impact. And if you're hanging out on social and you don't want to go to a website, um, go find me on Instagram. I'm at Andrea Halton Coach. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed listening to what you had to say. Um, we chatted on the phone before about some stuff, and obviously we've had this conversation today, and I'm learning something new every time I speak with you, and you've got a ton of value to offer. So I'm, uh, I'm glad we had this chat and that you came on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, Morgan. And you're going to have to come to my show, Marketing Guide to Grow Absolutely. Your Business Next, because I want to interview you on sales. There we go. Let's do it. All right. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.